Uh, it is a modern Brad. He came out. He came out. <laughs> this movie, Brad Pitt, turns comes to out. the camera. He like he pulls says, a straight Ellen. He's like, I'm gay. I always forget that that happens in this movie. Yeah, it's because not a lot of people saw it. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ellen kind of flew under the radar. That's why it's called Ally, because we're all allies to Brad Pitt. Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And this is the world's only March Madness style Brad Pitt themed podcast in which we're pitting every single one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. This is not a spoiler free podcast. So if you haven't seen Allied or 1990s The Image, turn I, back now. I'm going to guess you haven't seen The Image because <laughs> it's impossible to find. <laughs> maybe you have. Maybe you had HBO in 1990s. It's true. Or maybe you're a bigger Brad Pitt fan than we are. I don't know about that. But if you don't want to be spoiled for these, these films, take a breather. Go watch them. Come back now because we're going to have to talk about all parts of them. Uh, if you don't care about spoilers, go right ahead. Uh, today we have a special guest, Raina Deerwater, who we will meet in just a second. She's going to talk about Allied with us. <laughs> so we are here with friend of the show, Raina Deerwater. Hello. Hello. She is a writer, podcaster, dinosaur enthusiast. All true. Uh, she has a lot of thoughts and opinions on Brad Pitt and Allied, and we're going to talk about that. She's going to weigh in on the Bradness with us today. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, excited to talk about Brad Pitt and his hats in Allied. Oh, he does have so many hats. He has some good looks. He does. So just some context. So right now I'm working for GLAAD, a nonprofit for LGBTQ folks. And they do a film report every year that's like every major studio film and like the representation. And I had to watch Allied because Lizzie Kaplan's character is a lesbian. But I was doing research before and I was like, oh shit, Lizzie Kaplan's a World War II era lesbian. I'm hype. And she had like three minutes of screen time and I was like, fuck this movie. Like, And I was just very bored by the plot. But I, a saving grace of it, I was like, man, Brad Pitt looks so fucking good in this movie. Brad Pitt and Marianne Cotillard just banging it out. I was like, this is what I'm here for and then they'd go back to the plot and I'd be like I don't care. It's my exact experience watching that movie. I got so excited when Lizzie showed up. I didn't know that was going to happen and I was like am I seeing this right? And everybody's like yeah you didn't know and I was like if somebody told me there's a fucking lesbian in the movie I would have watched it the second it came out. Exactly. The rest of it was really boring but yeah Brad and Marianne were like keeping it going. They were great. They were just two beautiful people honestly. Exactly. <laughs> and they fuck in a car. They fuck in, in a, a car. Sandstorm. In a sandstorm. It was very intense i loved it like i love just the zoom out and then it's like there's sand which is the passion of their fucking yeah it's i don't know i've never had we're about to die sex but i imagine it's like up there it's and gotta I imagine be not like, Definitely. like we're gonna die the sandstorm is just like a little extra spice yeah on top. <laughs> well it gets you it gets you it's like, y'all be nice and exfoliated at you know? Oh, I'm sure. Also, like... Well, I hope it wasn't getting in the car. That, yeah, no, I'm like, that car is so old that that has gotta have gotten in there, like... Yeah. Either in the car when they were fucking, which, ouch, or in the engine so they could not drive home, not home, back to spy things. I, the plot is 
Not good. I can tell you what happens in this movie. So Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard are World War II spies. It's a melodrama where Brad Pitt is like undercover and they have to take out this Nazi cell and then he has to be fake married to Marion. And then they get real married after mm-hmm. they take out the Nazi cell. They're like, he's like, come back with me to London and we can get married. Um, We're alive, Max. We're both alive. Come with me to London. Come with me to London and be my wife. Um, and they do, but then it turns out that she's actually a super double spy and is working for the Germans. And the whole movie is him trying to like prove to everyone that she's not actually a spy. And then it puts people in danger. And then it turns out that she was. And then she shoots herself and he's like, Fuck, but then he gets a farm in Canada with his daughter. So the end. I think like the first 40 minutes of the movie, whenever it was like, and of course it was like Casablanca because they're like, we need romance in World War Two. Uh, let's do Casablanca. And the first part of the movie was them like pretending to be married and be spy, being spies and having a lot of sexual tension. And I like that part. Like I was having fun. But then, mm-hmm. then they like got married and she popped out a kid and she was like a stay at home spy. And he was like, is she bad? I was like, I'm bored. Yeah, that was a turning point. When I first saw like when she was giving birth with the bombs dropping everywhere. I was I well because I actually watched it I don't know a couple months ago and I was like I should rewatch it for the podcast but then I did not and just read the Wikipedia page and I was like good this is what I remembered um, I'm a fake Fair. fan of Allied we did that last night and then I was like you know I gotta rewatch it because all I remember is the sandstorm and uh, Brad spoke really bad French oh but man like, what else do you need to remember about, about it? it I realized this after watching the movie because during the movie I was like oh no she was spy but she loved him but at least their daughter is good but then later I was like hold up if she's being a spy is for the like opposite side is one thing but like being a spy for literally the Germans during World War II is the worst people to be a spy for like that was bad like she was not a good person no she was no. a literal actual Nazi yeah like not a spy a Nazi spy yeah Brad was pretty accepting of that too once he found out he's just like okay but do you love me and she's like yeah and he's like all right cool we'll figure this out we'll move to Switzerland or some shit so maybe Brad was not woke in this film. That's true. He was uh, allied with a Nazi. He's, he's definitely kind of dead behind the eyes for a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's got, he's, he's a little troubled. And then, um, at the end of it, like, the first time I saw it, I was disappointed when his wife kills herself because I thought his reaction was a little bit flat. Uh, watching it a second time, I feel like it did fit his character. Like, he seemed a little bit shocked. Uh, and then, you know, there's a second shot where he goes over and he's kind of like putting a blanket on her and that seemed more authentic to me. And it makes me wonder about the editing of the movie and the writing. I think he was a little too serious for my taste in this movie. That's why the beginning I like better because Brad and Marianne being like, ooh, we shouldn't fuck because we're spies, but we're gonna. I was like, yeah. But then later he was like, I care about my country and if my wife is evil. And I'm like, fair, you should, but it's boring. It feels like two different movies. It's like fun, sexy Casablanca. And then like the second he puts his hand on her stomach to be like, she's pregnant. Then it immediately switches to a different, way less interesting movie with like a little interlude of her giving birth during a blitzkrieg. Maybe that was just a virtue of the film. Which I forgot to mention, but 
really need to was directed by the same person who directed the Back to the Future trilogy. Yep, Robert Zemeckis. You knew this. You were you were unfazed by this. I was unfazed. I told you I had to do a lot of research on this movie uh, for work. I think Robert Zemeckis is one of those directors where they're like, ah, he's so good, was so good, but hasn't done anything good since like the big ones of like like Forrest Gump, Castaways, Back to the Futures. And now he does the Polar Express and Allied. Allied was like, I I don't know. Now I've seen it twice. And it's like, I, I would consider it a comfortable airplane movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good, like, drawing to movie. Except for the subtitles. The part that was subtitled was the fun, sexy part. So then when the subtitles go away, you can just start drawing. That's true. True. You make a good point. But yeah, no, I also thought like when I was looking it up to refresh my memory, the it was like drama slash romance slash thriller. And I was like, thriller? But then I was like, the second half of the movie came flooding back. And I'm like, oh, right, that is a thriller. Because like 90% of my memories were just them fucking in the car in the sandstorm <laughs> because that was the best part of the movie. It was so good. That was it thrilling. was perfect. Also some great butt shots of Brad in this movie. It's true. We do get a number of Brad butts. I didn't notice. Um, when do you get Brad butt? Uh, He's got clothes on still though. Are you just talking about like through the clothes? No, see a naked butt? I think yeah. in the, scene, the scene where, like, they have sex, like, after he finds out she... Or he doesn't find out she's a spy, but they tell him she's a spy, and he's, like, mad, and they have sex, and then afterwards she's like, this was different. But during that sex, the kind of angry sex, you see the Brad's butt. I'm not as big of a connoisseur of the looks of Brad as you guys, but, like, in my head I was like, okay, peak hot Brad is, like, 2000s, but then this was the first, like, modern movie with Brad Pitt where I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking hot. Like, this was, like, the only time I was like older Brad Pitt could super get it <laughs> allied allied Brad how, how do you feel about World War Z a World War Z he could get it but in like a dad way I like, got so much shit for that <laughs> I dragged you to hell and back oh I'm, you know what I'm still gonna I'm still gonna drag that that is a sinful thing to say I said that you were that uh World War Z dad Brad could get it yeah sinful <laughs> I'm also like for the record like not attracted to men uh in general but <laughs> but Brad can get it. Brad can get it. I'm very aware of when men can get it. So <laughs> that I've, I've For the it. record of who's into Brad uh put me down as a, a hard maybe. There are all those rumors that he and Marion were like hooking up on set and stuff that she went on Instagram to debunk and I was like, no, I love my husband. Stop that. But, like, one of the other interesting things about this movie is, like, how transparent Brad's type was in this. When they were shooting fake Nazis in the desert, her look was, one, on point, ideal, such a good look. And then, two, looked so much like Angie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It was a little spooky. They did seem to have really good chemistry. They had great chemistry. Of the rumors. Yeah. It was really fun to watch them flirt. And I felt like he was, like, really keyed in during those moments. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, women who play spies that he's married to will make him cheat, allegedly. We don't know. <laughs> Brad loves a good spy. That's sounds good. I mean, also, like, Marianne Cotillard is, like, such a babe, like, all the time. It's just, it's unreal. Who could blame the Brad? Angie. <laughs> she could. True. Uh, what else is there to say about the Brad and Ally? In the end, it was like my everything that I didn't like about the movie was more like the writing and the pacing of it. Like I thought the leads were both good. I thought like with what he was given, he was very like a handsome. Um, and like during the first half, I'd say first half of this movie, Brad 
A plus. Second half of this movie, Brad, like a, a solid B. Yeah, I would say. A yeah. solid plan B entertainment. <laughs> yeah. A. I would say that like my main gripe with it is that I didn't feel like he had a character going on behind what he was playing. And like I would write that off as the writing, but having seen World War Z where that character didn't really have anything written and like it was he it was like he fleshed it out, I felt like he wasn't I guess I feel like he was kind of half-assing this role. And after reading the GQ article where he was talking about how there was a period of time where he was absolutely phoning it in, I feel like this was one of those movies. But I feel like he was at a point in his career and like at a level of acting where he can get away with phoning it in. He was, as RuPaul may say, resting on pretty. (laughs) He was resting on pretty. Yeah, I feel like... It's definitely, you can tell he's getting, gonna get divorced. (laughs) I mean, between this and I assume by the sea. Yeah, it definitely, like, the thing that was, like, the best about his performance was the chemistry with Marion Cotillard. So, which is funny because, like, if he was phoning in some of the stuff, he clearly wasn't phoning that in. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's, It's an interesting look at, I guess, that duality of, like, when someone's bored versus when they're not bored. And I think that makes it interesting in terms of the Bradness. That you can see the little light turning on and off every time he looks at me. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. His eyes, they sparkle. (laughs) He's like, oh, I remember why I took this role. I get to make out with her. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, now we're shooting something else? I don't really care about that. Yeah, it was like, I guess it's just hard to, to like separate his performance from the movie because it's like, God, there are parts, there were stretches of this movie that were just incredibly dull. And he wasn't not a part of that dullness. But when the movie was exciting, like, you were like, yeah. The whole section, the whole, like, second half of the movie where he's trying to find little hints of of things and if she's a spy like I'm like oh we know she's a spy like I it was only when he was either being super aggressive and threatening people or like with her being like I still love you but you're a spy that it was interesting the rest of it was just very dull I think that's a pretty comprehensive view of allied yeah I feel like yeah Brad Pitt uh serviceable but boring usually in this film Mm -hmm. yeah serviceable but boring i agree yep like a reliable car yeah yeah you know it'll get you where you need to go you might not have a great experience but but every once in a while when you're on a nice stretch of open road it's really nice and you won't break down in south dakota yeah and then maybe if you take that car into the desert and there's a sandstorm you can fuck you might get lucky you might get lucky that's beautiful well, how can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm at It's Raina Ng Men on, like, most social medias. That's um, such a good handle. Yeah, no, that was it. That's my that's my one claim to fame is my Twitter handle. It's fun. I have a Glee recap podcast, which is very fun. It's basically sort of a remember when you liked this, it's terrible. It's There's nothing ironic about show choir. It's on iTunes and Google Play and wherever you find podcasts. It's fun. Brad Pitt was never on Glee, RIP, but... (laughs) (laughs) We could have been where we'd have a crossover. But yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining. You have, again, an open invite. Chat with us whenever. It was a delight. Love a good chat. Start a fight club, Brad Reputation. Shit, that was Snapchat. Oh no, I'm trying to turn up the sound. Ah, okay, Google, what's up with Brad Pitt right now? Here are some results from a search. So this is exciting. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked about this. This is some good news. So 
recently, David Fincher signed on to direct World War Z 2. Pew, pew, pew! So David Fincher has brought us the magnificence that is Brad Pitt plus Fight Club. And Brad Pitt plus Seven. And Brad Pitt plus The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I did not know the other two. Good on him for Seven, I guess. I haven't seen Seven. Bad on him for Benjamin Button. I guess I haven't seen Benjamin Button. (laughs) These are just assumptions. (laughs) Assumptions based off of me, who has seen these movies, is a David Fincher aficionado. That's true. He also did The Social Network. I can't believe it wins the Oscar every year. It's every single year since 2009. It's always won the Oscar. It's like, why even watch the Oscars? Because it's like, oh, the social network. Except for this past year when Moonlight beat it out. But that was like, okay. You really like the social network. It's the social network is why I went to film school. It's a good movie. Yeah, but Brad Pitt's not in it. Uh, I love David Fincher. I did go to film school. And like, I understand where me saying this, um, you're going to be like, oh, fuck that girl. I love David Fincher. He's very, he's a very good director. And I think his, what he does with Brad Pitt is Uh, borderline magic. I'm super excited for this because like we talked about, I thought that World War Z was good for an action movie and I think that Brad really added that to it. So I think that having David and Brad is going to turn World War Z 2 or whatever it's called, into, like, a really legit movie. It's gonna, it's gonna move up a notch. Yeah. It's gonna get color graded to be, like, have other colors than gray. It's gonna have that sweet, sweet Fincher green. What about pink? Nope. Green and yellow. (laughs) Okay. Which, oh, I could talk about Fincher forever. (laughs) So good. Yeah, no, and I think especially in terms of, like, like we talked about with the World War Z episode, with World War Z's conceit sort of being, like, men are good and important and, like, will save us. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what David Fincher does with that since David Fincher's thesis and his conceit is, aren't men terrible? I can't wait to talk about Fight Club with you bringing that lens to the table because when you watch Fight Club with that lens in mind, it becomes a whole different movie. I saw that it's like that meme, you know, where it's like small brain, medium brain, biggest brain, and it's like (laughs) small brain, Fight Club good, big brain, Fight Club bad, giant brain. Fight Club good. Yeah, no, exactly. That's I feel like that's how you have to view. Again, David Fincher hates men. And once you start to understand that, it like absolutely changes the way. It's very easy to, to peg David Fincher as misogynistic and as this very like gritty pro-men, manly men movie. And it's like not that at all. Like if you look at any of his films, and I can talk about this forever, hit me up on Twitter at Hannah Skibby because I will talk to you about that forever. She'll slide right in your DMs. I'll slide right in your DMs and tell you about how much David Fincher hates men. House of Cards, all of it is like very, like there's the sinisterness to the interactions and how masculinity is looked at. It's time to bring some man-hating to World War Z. No more Tommy. Tommy, your time to shine is over. (laughs) Tommy, fuck you. You're just another man, man. Um, It sounds like the internet's really excited about this. I think people are in in agreement. I think a lot of people are curious about whether it's going to follow the book more closely. Like, is Brad still going to be Brad? Is he going to be a scientist? I think it should be a scientist. Uh, The world is watching. Very excited about this. To answer the question that's in your mind, I don't know what we're going to do about this in terms of the bracket. Uh, March Bradness is scheduled to go on for a very long time at this current pace. Save War Machine for after World War Z 2 comes out and pit them together. (laughs) Pit them together? War Machine versus World War Z 2. We're seeing it at midnight. 
Oh yeah, we're seeing oh, it in midnight. Midnight, midnight showing. And World then, War Z two. And then the episode, and then the episode drops the next day. Make your World War Z release on a Monday. I know, like really shake it up so mm. we have time to record and edit the episode and drop it on Wednesday. So midnight release. I hope it picks Brad Pitt up out of the bucket. Yeah, I hope he's doing all right. I hope his sculptures are going well. I'm very curious to see what they end up looking like. Brad, why don't you get a freaking Twitter? Show us what you're working on. Show us on Instagram, maybe. Maybe it's for the better. Maybe he's on Raya. Maybe he's on Gaia online. (laughs) Maybe he was on Club Penguin before Oh, maybe that's why he's so sad. He's like, my marriage is in the toilet. My Club Penguin account got deleted. (laughs) My Neopets account got hacked. Um... Maybe it's good that he doesn't have a Twitter because we would probably just tweet him incessantly. Oh, like, can you imagine? I would. To a podcast. If Brad Pitt had a Twitter, I would drunk tweet him, like, <laughs> so often. Oh my God. If Brad Pitt had a Twitter, I would tweet him incessantly about the image. I'd be like, hey, Brad, remember the image? So the image is a movie. We've confirmed it's a movie, correct? It's definitely a movie. Okay. It's a it's a it's a very early '90s HBO film. Back when HBO really took home box office to heart. And this movie is a cryptid. First of all, there's another movie called The Image, which I think is a porn. Oh no! <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's more. Like I think there's like a horror movie called The Image. Okay. Too. I it don't seems, know. It seems like a solid screenplay name. Yeah. The Image. Yeah. It's one of those films where it's like it's hard to even find a picture of like the cover of the box. Yeah. There's not like a summary anywhere. IMDb is practically empty, and you're just like, are we sure that Brad Pitt is in this? Or was this just like made up on Reddit front page of the internet to spook some people out? You know, like I'm half expecting to see it be like. Like, have a hand crawl out, you know? Right. Like, one of those, like, those, like, Pokemon creepypastas. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I found this haunted Brad Pitt DVD yeah. at a yard sale. A quick rundown. We should do, we should give yes. the good people listening to March Bradness the synopsis of the image. This is a movie about a man named Cromwell and his best friend, Herb. Herb? Herb? I thought it was Vern. We're gonna try You're to- not gonna be able to Google it. The Image 1990 Cromwell. Oh, here's the Wikipedia article summary. Irv. Irv, we were both wrong. Okay, I'm going to read the image plot synopsis. Jason Cromwell is a leading TV newsman whose investigation of a bank scandal drives wrongly accused executive to suicide and forces him to make important decisions about his life and career. What the movie was really about is watching a bunch of people go to work at a cable news station. Just like the day, I just felt like they just followed people around with a camera at work. But it wasn't even, like, interesting. Like, I say this as someone who loves all sorts of aspects of the TV industry, wants to work in TV so bad, Mm -hmm. reads, like, really big, wordy, jargony books about TV. It was so boring, you know? So Cromwell is sort of like this Charlie Rose type figure, like a 60 Minutes type, like, hard-hitting, very serious. He's married to the job. They wrongly accused a bank executive of laundering money in, like, a subprime mortgage scheme. And then he kills himself. And then Irv is like, I want to do some more investigating because we rushed that story out. And then he dies in a plane crash. And then Cromwell goes down to Texas to go and finish what Irv started, which is where we meet Brad. Brad. It's a long time coming. 
I'm going to say he shows up in the last 15 minutes. So this Brad, his name is Steve Black. No relation to Joe Black. Or Jack Black. Or Jack Black. He's the best tape shooter in all of the city of Texas that they are in. And he's basically like this young cameraman. He's a real artist when it comes to pigs and chickens. Uh, shoots all the tape. <laughs> he said so himself. And so Cromwell's like, can you shoot this for me? And Brad's like, yeah, I reckon I can. He films a confrontation Cromwell has with someone. And then he comes back and gives Cromwell some pizza. And he's like, are you going to be able to help me shoot tomorrow? And Brad said, oh, I'd like to, but the local boys got me on an early shoot. Some hog over Mule Shoe County Fair. Life goes on. You let it. Are you going to be back here tomorrow afternoon, right? Oh, fucking A. Okay, you're all set there, Mr. Cromwell. Great. I'll see you tomorrow? Yeah, thanks, Steve. Good night. Good night. And that's it. I truly think it was less than two minutes. It was a tiny Brad, uh, both in terms of portion of role and size of the Brad himself. He was a little baby. He was a little baby. I really wish he'd stayed for pizza. Pros to this Brad, tiny ponytail, denim outfit. Cons to this Brad is in it for two minutes. The rest of the movie is super boring. He was cute. He was fun to watch. He had a high level of enthusiasm. Yeah, he was really going for it. I think he was excited to have the gig. Yeah. I think he was like, oh boy. Oh, jeez. So this is 1990. I mean, like, where does this fall in relation to his other earlier roles? Um, I think it's around across the tracks. That fits. Yeah. It was kind of an across the tracks, Brad. Yeah. Where, like, he's young, he's... Yeah, yeah, you just want to scoop them up, put them in your little pocket. Be like, oh, yeah. Brad, and he'll yeah. be like, wow. I would, I would trust this Brad to film the documentary of my life. Because it's Brad. I think so, too, but you'd have to make sure that he had, like, a nice spittoon. He seemed like he was really into chewing tobacco. Oh. That's something I decided in my head canon for oh. Steve Black. He is from Texas, and he does shoot hogs and chickens good. Not as in, like, pow-pow, but as in camera roll. Like, <laughs> the kind of shoot. Are you the... <laughs> well, you did that really good. Thanks. I almost felt like there was a camera in the room. <laughs> um, Got a little nervous. Who's shooting me? Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to talk about this bad just because there's so little of him. It's truly very, very short. It's so short that, like... I would not recommend that you watch this movie for the Brad alone. My friend Ben has a metric for gauging whether or not a food court Chinese restaurant is good to go to. Uh, and it's called the taste to stomach ache ratio. And if there's a, I think it's a low taste to stomach ache ratio, no dice. Mm-hmm. Don't go there because you're going to have like, it's not going to taste great and you're going to get a really bad stomach ache. Because mm-hmm. whenever you go to a, a fast food, like a Chinese food court restaurant, you're going to get a stomach ache. It's just like, is the taste good enough? And I feel like that similar metric can be applied to a lot of these early Brad movies. Uh, The Brad to stomach ache ratio. I like that. Yeah, I feel like this one has a really fairly low Brad to stomach ache ratio just because like... Yeah, I don't think it was worth the stomach ache. Slogging through the image for these four glorious minutes of Brad Pitt being just cute as a bug's ear. Really just like, just so sweet and enthusiastic. And he really carries the scene, you know? Mm -hmm. He's definitely the high point of the film. Oh, for sure. Um, Has the most energy of anyone, Mm -hmm. has the most personality of anyone. Mm -hmm. But just like the rest of the movie is just so arduous. Yeah. It's a difficult one because 
it is about the Brad. And yeah. the Brad that we saw was very shining. It was a, it was a good Brad. He was solid, I yeah. Love, I love me that early classic Brad. Cheeky. <laughs> but I do feel that I would have a hard time arguing that it was that it was a stronger performance. Right. See, that's where it comes in, as I feel like this Brad felt very... Like, and obviously it's difficult, too, because it's, he's a bit character, but he did feel very one level, you know? He was always at a seven. I don't wonder about the inner life of Steve Black. Yeah, no. I trust that he's out there doing his best every day. Yeah, I feel like maybe he has a nice union job now. I think this is a good spot, again, to, like, really think about how we're trying to figure out what this Bradness is. And I do feel like Allied had more Bradness to it. Interesting. You know? It's tough for me because I I felt like the Brad and Allied was pretty flat. And I felt like I didn't really see his essence as much. Like, that's what does make this a little tricky for me. It's like depressed Brad or charisma Brad, you know? Yeah, he's certainly not doing great in Allied. But then neither is his character. That is true. That is true. And, like, we did, we really saw him dial it up again when he was shouting at the drunk dude, grabbing him. And then he was like, play piano for me. Yeah. I'm flip-flopping. Every second I'm flip-flopping, you know? Every second I'm like, well, allied Brad has that element of danger and stuff. Mm -hmm. But young Brad is so spunky. But there is a lack of dignity that I think is inherent to the Bradness mm. that was coursing through Allied. I see what you're saying. You know, there's a dignity to Tyler Durden. There's a dignity to Rusty. The Brad that we saw in the image was very spunky and, like, full of Brad. Like, right. life. But it was, it, was a, it was a caricature. It was a... It was a caricature. And I felt like kind of anybody could have played that. Right. I think any... I feel like when you go... Brad played... What was essentially the role of cameraman one, the way that anyone would play the role of cameraman one. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to our old friend Matt Damon. Uh-huh. I feel like if we took Matt Damon at a similar age, he would have that same sort of spunk and pizzazz. If we are to believe that Cromwell is like this hard-hitting, like renowned, very serious guy, mm-hmm. I would imagine that. Or he'd be a person. little scared of him. He'd be scared of him, and he would, like, know who that is and, like, look up to him. And, like, having known many a film kid, mm-hmm. that industry's so cutthroat. Like, that's such a huge opportunity, and mm-hmm. I feel like that there could have been a way, given the script, to, like, imbue a little bit more of that aim to please and that, and, like, the excitement that would come with being picked from. Like, instead of being like, ah, yeah, I guess I got a trunk full of tape. Like, you'd be like, of course. yes. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, if the role is going to be that short, you have to put some kind of depth to it for me to be like, yes, I'm choosing that. Right, exactly. And it's like, we can see Brad is like, obviously proven himself over and over again to be very good at minor character details. Definitely. If there's like one little thing that he'd done Mm -hmm. that stuck out to me, you know, but there really wasn't. Yeah, the only thing that sticks out is the fact that he stuck out from the movie. Yeah. It feels like a huge tone shift. I was gonna say, it does feel jarring when Brad shows yeah, up. Like, man, man, man. He's like not, it feels like he's not really reading the room. Mm-hmm. It's true. He feels like he was cut out of another movie and like pasted. Yeah, exactly. Like He's like a little... Like a Looney Tune. Like a sticker. Yeah, like yeah. they animated it. Like, yeah. Like a cool world yeah. situation. Like a, like a doodle. I agree. So we are saying then, Allied is the winner. I would say so, yeah. I think it's very close. 
but I think that based off of the emotional nuance that Brown is able to portray in Allied, based off of the inability for Brad to fully integrate himself into the world of the image, mm-hmm. I would say that Allied is a more well-rounded Brad. Congratulations, Congratulations, Allied. Allied unmasks the image to return home with a win. It's a good movie. It's solid, yeah. It's it's, fu- it's a fine movie. It's like, it's not, it's a good airplane movie. It's a melodrama. It's a period piece melodrama, which sometimes you're in the mood for. Marion Cotillard has some really dope fucking silk shirt. It's high-waisted pants combos. Oh, yeah. Good look. She's super cool. There's two lesbians. Two. Two. Neither of them die. Yeah. They both survive. Yes. Wow. Watch out for that. We did what had to be done. We're making the tough choices here on March Bradness so that you don't have to. If you disagree with this choice, feel free to light us up in the comments. Oh, roast me. I don't do that. Be nice. No, I'm sensitive. I'm a fragile girl. Don't make us cry. But, like, let us know on contact at marshbradness.net. Oh, for sure. If you have an opinion, we will talk about it. Please. Unless you don't want us to, and then In which just case, say, just, like, like shh, keep a secret. Say, no, thank you. You can find that and a whole bunch of other cool, fun tidbits on our website, marchbradness.net. If you're not listening to us on marchbradness.net, you can totally listen to us on Google Play, on iTunes. We have a Twitter, March Bradness, an Instagram, March.Bradness. Oh, and we're on Facebook. March Bradness. March Bradness. Like, comment, subscribe. Give us those sweet, sweet stars. Tell your friends and family. Everyone loves Brad Pitt. Spread the good word of Brad Pitt around your home or office today. Tune in next week for a mini episode, a movie that Brad Pitt should have been in. And tune in the week after that for a shake-up episode. Do, 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 do. This is unscripted, off the cuff, off the bracket. It's War Machine, guys. We're doing it. Oh, Justin did not like that. Justin hates the sounds of war. (laughs) And because War Machine is not in the bracket, because it was just released on Netflix, we are pitting it with something new. We're pitting it against Brad Pitt's arc on the 1990s smash hit sitcom Friends. That's right, you so heard no it. no one told you life was gonna be this way. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Your life's a joke, you're broke. You love this <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> it's friends. It's friends. Unclear so far if this will continue on to the bracket, if we'll tack it on at all, or if it's just going to be like a nice mini epic. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This we'll see how it goes. Time will we'll tell. see how good War Machine is. June. And how great Friends is. It's going to be great. Do not miss out on this. Limited time offer. Mark your calendars. We release episodes once a week on Wednesdays, so it'll be the Wednesday after the next Wednesday. You can look it up. You know how time works. <laughs> Back on your calendar. I love you so much. You're really great. Your support means the world to me. Um, Shout out also to Maddie Reen. Oh, Maddie, shout out. Uh, Just like, thanks so much, girl. Love it. Maddie, you adjusted my glasses so good. Love it. All right, bye. Bye. Earlier in the 
this episode, I gave a shout out to Reddit, front page of the internet, a website that I only ever have been on to read gossip about RuPaul's Drag Race. If you want me to sponsor you, I can do that and I promise I'll be way more familiar with your product. I will not say, I don't really understand your product here. Let us know, drop us a line, and uh, that'll be good.